is up and welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 library 24 minutes at a time. I'm Ethan Simi. And I'm Ben Lawhorn. This week on the pod, we are asking Black Phillip what thou canst give us as we review Robert Eggers' debut feature film and A24 classic, The Witch. What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? For the kingdom of God. Let us pray. A family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. As is the case with all of our pods, spoilers are ahead for The Witch. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend you go check it out. Um, ben, you just watched it a couple hours ago. This was your yeah. first time watching it. And um, we we save everything for the pod, right? We try to, to, to do you know live reactions here on the podcast, and we don't want to spoil anything for each other before we get on mic. And um, you texted me just a couple of hours ago. And all you text me was just like eight dots in a row. It was just like dot, 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 dot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, well said, Ben. Very well said. Uh, dude, how are you feeling right now? I want to know. I want the, the, the almost instant reaction for the witch. Uh, I'm feeling bamboozled. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You're feeling um, duped. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe I waited too long to see this or something, but <laughs> oh, no. I did not love this movie at all. <laughs> this was like... I was Whoa. so bored. <laughs> I feel bamboozled right now. I feel I, I duped. Mean, <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is oh like, God. I knew of this movie. This was like the A24, like everyone's like, this is the horror movie. We'll talk about it later. But we asked some of our listeners like, hey, where does this fall for you? Yeah. And I think the lowest people ranked it was top five. You know, like everyone was like super high on it. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's my fault, you know, for waiting so long. There's just like, there's no way it's going to live up to it. But I don't know, like I, I watched it in a similar setting, you know, I was like, well, I'm at my house, like whatever. But I watched the same, like I watched Hereditary that same way and I was freaked mm-hmm. out like the whole time. So like, I don't know, I'm paying attention. I don't have my phone on me. Like I'm in, I'm here, I'm invested, but I'm fucking bored. <laughs> like, I'm just like not into it at all. And I don't, I don't know what it was. And I was just like, everyone that's like, yes, this is the top and like not it, not for me <laughs> not you for know and i know i'm on the outs anyway with some people about like loving midsummer so maybe it's just like a, a taste thing maybe i waited too long but i'm just kind of like what i don't Dude. know i don't know people, <laughs> this was a rewatch for you though right you still yeah. you still high on it people are gonna be coming for you ben this that is a hot <laughs> I mean, take to start this it. pod bro and uh i will say uh, you know, listeners of the show, um, you might notice we we kind of have a rebrand. We've kind of re-upped yeah. our logo, our colors. This is going to be our first episode on YouTube. We are like filming ourselves um, and we're kind of venturing into new territories. So I'm mm-hmm. proud of you for just starting so controversial <laughs> for our for our new era here on 24 Minutes. Um, this was well, I'm wearing my Jordan me. Clarkson shirt and uh, his nickname <laughs> is The Flamethrower. So this felt <laughs> appropriate because I feel like I'm just like gonna be throwing a lot of fire tonight so let's see what happens very very in style very in style um (laughs) this was a rewatch for me and Mm -hmm. look i will console you a little bit i will be honest with you okay and it it pains me to say this um because you know i'm a very avid promoter of you know if if you're watching a movie you should watch the movie you should turn your phone on silent you should 
kind of get rid of the distractions. You should devote your entirety to the project and the art at hand to try to really, um, you know, kind of encompass what you are watching. Mm-hmm. About halfway through this movie, I had to take a TikTok break. So okay. you're not alone, Ben. You're not alone. Okay. I was like, I was watching it and I, I closed my eyes for a second and I woke up and it was like a different image or like opened my eyes and it was a different image. And I was like, oh yeah. God, like I might've had my eyes closed for like six <laughs> seconds. I think I need to like revamp my brain with a little TikTok, like a little, you know, um, Gen, Gen X, yeah. uh, social the media. Juices flowing. Exactly. Yeah. A little binge real quick. And then we're back into the witch. <laughs> so that happened. Um, but I would say I, I probably split the difference between you and, and, and most of our listeners. Okay. I don't think that this is a top five, a 24 horror film. I okay. do think it is a well-structured and, and, and a very, um, interesting horror film. But mm-hmm. again, you mentioned personal taste, like, Personal taste is not 1930s New England for me. That just like yeah. does not wet my whistle. And yeah. I just, it's just tough. And, and that is just entirely down to personal preference. And like the movie is that. And that is how, like, that is how our ending is set up. Like the very final words are like the most 1630s things that you can think of and to say. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just like not my thing. So there's that. But. I do think that it really does encompass A24 because we talk all the time on here about like A24 is really good at coming of age stories and they're really good at twist endings. Yeah. This ending is fucking crazy. And I don't remember it being so crazy the first time that I watched it. I mean, the final 20 minutes, we're talking about some out of hand shit that goes down. Like what, mm-hmm. what did you think? That I mean, that definitely was the most like intriguing part. I think, you know, as uh, again, like we're, this is all spoilers on this pod, but oh, you know, as they're like accusing Ani Tedroy of being the witch and she's accusing the twins and all that, you know, chaos that's happening when the brother like comes back to life and then does his little speech and then just like dies, you know, like all that stuff is like, man, this is like, it's cool. Like, I, I think it's mm-hmm. interesting for sure, but I'm just not like, I, I don't get it. It's not holding up or, you know, yeah. Reaching the levels that I was hoping it was going to reach, I guess. So okay. yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that part was cool, but I was also overall just kind of like, all right, <laughs> like yeah. whatever. I don't <laughs> this know. This happened. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to do a couple things before we do true cinema, before we do a one acts. Um, we're going to talk about what some of our listeners thought of the movie and we have a, yeah. a fun game to play at the end. We're going to do a little a 24 horror battle. Um, a little kind of quick wits game, which I'm pretty excited for. Um, so this is Robert Eggers' debut film. We've got The mm. Witch, then we get The Lighthouse, also with A24. Um, I would, I would, I would go out to say that The Lighthouse is probably more revered and more like A24 stamped than The Witch is, at least like yeah. in the public eye and the film bro eye. Um, and then you get The Northman. Robert Eggers goes on to a massive studio. He gets $160 million, well, 90, 80, $90 million, essentially, to, to make The Northman, to make this great epic that eventually makes its money back on VOD and, and hitting people's houses. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen The Northman? No, I okay, still have not. I didn't, I didn't think you had, but, but you've seen The Lighthouse because we did it on this pod. Indeed. You like The Lighthouse better, I take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lighthouse, <laughs> I was looking back at our old ranking system, and that fell into a good time. Okay. Uh, which was more than I could say for this. <laughs> so without a doubt. Um, and I will say my anticipation for Nosferatu is through the roof. Like yeah, I'm so excited about it. Go. Like that's the thing is like, this is something that I really wanted to love. Like I wanted to be like, Oh yeah, I get what everyone's saying here. 
you know, like this is peak a 24 horror. This is the thing. And I was excited about it and it just like, it just didn't do it for me. Um, but I, I still, you know, have faith in Rob Eggers. I'm excited for Nosferatu. I, I still need to see the Northman, but it's just like, it's in the queue with the other 200 movies that I want to watch. <laughs> so it just hasn't made it there yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this, I mean, this would fall into last place as of right now. Okay. That's, you know, that's actually fair. I actually do have this in last place for me as well. Um, I currently, I'm trying to pull up my, uh, my letterbox, my 2022 movie rankings. I have the Northman at fourth currently, and I've seen f- like over 50 new movies this year. Okay. And I, I consider myself somewhat of someone who, who, you know, gets movies. And, uh, yeah. and, and so I think the Northman is superiorly underrated and I think is very, very good. Um, I don't, I, I do think it is his best. I do think the lighthouse is, is next in line and the witch would be last, but that's just because I feel like the lighthouse swung a little harder and went a little farther it is mostly incoherent when you try to figure out like what is it about. We don't really know. It's a movie yeah. of scenes, right? And it's yeah. got, it's a movie of incredible monologues. And I think that's more that you than you can say for the witch. But I can understand that people are kind of attracted to or drawn to this religious side of of horror. And we co- we covered that mm-hmm. in same mod a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of like a subgenre that people really really like. Um, you want to do true cinema? You want to start diving into this movie? I, I have a kind of a short list here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do it. All right. Let's, let's start this off. So first on the list, I've got uh, the initial one shot we get, we get this really nice wonder of this family kind of being um, outed from the plantation that they're on. It follows them and just stays on them for like, seems like minutes and minutes and minutes. Yeah. And we get this really great wonder with really eerie music. And then the first cut we get is them surrounded by a fire which I do think is very telling. It is very important. It is very um, core kind of to the text of this movie and the power that fire has um, uh, like over this, over this family. Um, this, this opening scene didn't grab you. Uh, I mean, it was interesting, like technically for sure, yeah, you know, yeah. like as someone who like shoots and works in video production on a daily basis, like, uh, like it was cool. And I, again, like I, I enjoyed what the they were doing there where it's like they're leaving one comfort uh, that they have. And the next scene is like them literally around a much smaller version of whatever their new comfort is in this fire. Right. Um, so like I, I, I liked that kind of stuff, but uh, again, this was just another example of a thing where it was just like, I was, I think it was about 40 minutes into this movie. And I was like, just waiting for something <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on you something know? has to like, happen it, like please something happened because i'm losing my mind here so i i thought it, like it was a really cool opening shot you, like you get the whole opening is very interesting where he's like at the council and they like banish him it's like oh this is a guy that's like gonna stick by his guns that's yeah. that's interesting that's like that takes guts especially in this time frame because i'll tell you what like when that fire scene showed up that just reminded me like, oh, I was meant to live in this time frame because I could not have lasted back then. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, listen, I'll be whatever religion you want if you give me a house, you know, like oh, I, I would not have the conviction to like, like, no, I don't know that this is the right one. I'm like, yeah, man, this is great. Perfect. I just want my bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So there's no way I would have survived back then at all. Absolutely bananas that they're living in a time where they were like, look, Samuel got stolen by a wolf. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter because he would have died from starvation anyway. And it's just yeah. like, 
yikes that is some cold-blooded yeah. shit that's really crazy <laughs> um <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't last either uh honestly um yeah. i feel like i feel like you're kind of like you know the the meme of ethan hawk in first reformed where he's like well somebody has to do something i was like <laughs> yeah, you're living exactly. that moment <laughs> yes mm-hmm. uh okay we get thomason's initial confession and praying I, I i wanted to put this on the list because when i watched this i questioned you know Without this scene, without her initial confession and her prayer of basically repenting and trying to draw closer to God and essentially saying, like, I have sinned, I have done wrong things, but I still love you. Um, does this justify the end for her, right? She she is the witch as as far as we possibly think, and she goes on to be seduced by Lucifer. Like, is this her coming forth and basically saying, like, I've sinned and I'm telling you, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going down that path. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing though. Is like back then to what a sin was, you know what I mean? Oh, it's just any- like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I was really like covetous of someone's apple. So I've sinned <laughs> today, you know, it's like, all right, going I mean, to hell. fine. Like, yeah. And that's the thing where it's just like, you know, the little brother freaks out too. when like the youngest brother gets stolen. It's like, Oh, well, he wasn't like, he hadn't been baptized. Right. Is he going to hell and all that kind of stuff? It's just like, this was, nuts back then that's just kind of how you had to like function on your life you know so uh i mean again like interesting scene it it hits home the just how important the religion is to this family um and obviously that just kind of drives home everything when it comes to the satanic aspect and the witch and all that stuff sam gets stolen while playing peekaboo um then we we basically our first encounter with the witch right the 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 naked witch that is in the woods in the forest um and as far as we know, sacrifices Samuel, the baby. And yeah. then the next thing we see is her covering herself with blood from this baby, um, like next to a fire and really doing some weird like witch stuff, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I, I love the um, kind of like defying expectations of like, oh, we, we feel comforted. Like everybody plays peekaboo, right? Like we, we yeah. know how to play peekaboo. Like I play peekaboo yeah. with my kids. And and it is just something that is comforting, a comforting game that everybody knows how to play. And then you open your eyes and then your world is different from that moment on. Um, yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy can make that emotion on her face exquisite. Oh, it was, yeah, it was so well done. I mean, again, like there are times where, you know, if I'm watching something, I'm just thinking about how they technically pulled it off. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's just like kind of like standing over a camera right now, like doing this, you know, like pretending she's reacting to a kid. And the fact that she was able to pull that off was just like, oh, it's super interesting that you're able to do that. Like, again, like this is just a phrase of like, oh, she's a good actor because she's an actor. <laughs> you know, it's like right. kind of a dumb thing to say, but it was super convincing. Um, I think the whole witch thing, again, like I kind of was waiting for the A24 kind of like gotcha, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, like we were going to see the baby was still alive. And this woman was like essentially going to kind of like hold it ransom for something i don't know what you know and i was like okay so is this just like some berries or whatever that she has mashed up that she's lathering on herself but then it's just like oh no that that was the baby that's crazy <laughs> so uh yeah I mean, for what it's worth you know it, it did leave me wondering for a little bit it's like is that really or are <laughs> they just like messing with us but after a while i was like okay yeah no, that was just literally baby's blood right now and, and you know i i do think it is interesting or would be interesting this is kind of a moment of divergence, a possible divergence for the movie. So this is the moment in which the family really kind of 
looks inwards to themselves and their religion yeah. and, and what they believe and how they trust one another and what they think is beyond what they can see, right? It's that mm-hmm. the, the age-old mantra of, like, you can't see God, but he is there. You can't see this witch, but she is there. I wonder from, like, you know, what you kind of mentioned, if this, if this changes lanes and kind of goes, like, more A24, quote-unquote, of, like, the witch terrorizes them, or the witch comes back and then steals Caleb, or the witch comes back and, like, slaughters the animals, or, like, we keep getting these, like, continuous knocks on the door, I think that could have been equally effective, maybe not in terms of the religious aspect, but like yeah. this idea that Satan and, and this like kind of the, the book that you sign essentially, mm-hmm. according to this movie is continually presented to you and continually knocking on the door. Um, I think that would have made for an interesting movie. Maybe, maybe better. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it would have been, yeah. Just to focus more on that, you know, I guess leaving it maybe a little vague or about the supernatural or something, but, you know, as it's, as it says at the end of the movie, this is all based off of like texts and folklore and stuff like that from the 1630s. And so from what I could tell, he kept it pretty, you know, honest and organic to that time frame. So, uh, yeah, I think they did a good job of like making the time frame seem very believable. And that's the thing with Robert Eggers. Um, I don't, I don't know how many people know, and I, I just happen to like kind of know every project that he does, he's just like a history nut for that thing for like X number of months and years. So like the Northmen took him a long time to make because he got so involved in Viking history and what that would have been and looked like and, and, and felt like. And so he obviously with the witch as well, like he just stays exceptionally true to the text and the history of things while incorporating nice. his, his kind of cinematic twist, which I do think is interesting. Um, I've got Thomason doing the witch of the wood speech to her little sister. Um, ah, I don't know, dude, uh, this might, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this, this might've been my favorite part because yeah. we saw like Thomas in the whole first part of the movie, we we're seeing the twins just like disobey her, you know, and yeah. the mom's like, you're supposed to keep track of them. It's like, they don't listen to me, you know, like, and so you see her frustrations with this because she's the oldest. Uh, so she, you know, she's the oldest female in the family besides the mom. So she kind of becomes second mom just like the oldest son is the oldest male. So he now has to like go help, you know, with whatever the plowing and all the farming and stuff like that. Uh, But we hear her talk about like, Oh, they don't pay attention to me. So when she did this and she's like, yeah, you know what? I am the witch actually. So if you don't pay attention to me, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, I was like, cool. Yes. (laughs) Use that. That's great. That's fantastic. Like get some authority, get some fear into this child so that like they will pay attention to you. Uh So I was, I was fully on board, like do what you need to do because like, well, I mean, what is what are punishments for these kids back then? Like, there's no time out. Like, I'm taking away your TV. Like, what? <laughs> That's the most boring time to live anyway. Like, how do you punish kids in the 1630s? You know, it's like go stand in the corner. It's like, oh, you mean where I sleep? You know, it's like, what do you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, what do you do to kids back then? So, yeah, if you can scare them by letting them think that you're a witch, like, I'm, I'm fully on board. I, you got to sign off. On <laughs> you got to go Blair Witch style. Be like, go, go, stand in the corner face the corner we're gonna turn all the lights off and you're just gonna be down there that's yeah exactly you're just gonna be stuck there (laughs) i i do wonder if okay so let me ask you a preemptive question before i kind of start my my small train of thought here so this movie is called the witch obviously there is a witch Mm -hmm. that lives in the woods is thomason a witch is she what this movie is about is she the purpose for these things happening or is it the twins like we are led to believe or is it the mom who is devoutly religious through and through and through? Like, 
who is the witch? Because I'm curious, in relation to this scene, it felt to me like Thomason kind of broke her barrier for a second. It was like, oh, yeah, I get to be who, who I really am. I get to kind of ex- explore this nature to myself that is definitely more sinister. And I'm going to yeah. test it out because she yeah. does not let up. She is like, I'm going to sink my teeth in your skin. And at that point, you're just like, let's fucking dial it back a little bit. We're by the, yeah. we're, like, we're by the creek. Nobody's here. Let's just chill. And that's why I was like, oh, man, like, maybe this is, like, preemptively telling us, like, she is the problem here. Yes. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the like, one thing I loved. Like, when it came to the title, you know, it's just, for me, it is Thompson. Like, I know, like, she's not a witch and all that kind of stuff. But for a majority of the people in this family in the movie or whatever like that's who she is and so that's who like she represents is like this title character in my mind obviously we met like the real witch like we saw that person um and you know all the obviously there's like the black philip of it all as well but to me this title refers specifically to thomason like that's what this is about for sure yeah totally um okay next on, on the list i have the bed conversation between william and Catherine, the mom and the dad I just wanted to put this on the list because I think it was very intriguing, the juxtaposition of their kind of stream of consciousness, how, how William is always thinking positively. And he says, you know, that this is OK. Things are going to be all right. And then you have Catherine, who is like, no, this family's cursed and we're fucked and like we're, we're done. People are going to die. And this is the end of times. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot to explore there, if you have any comments. But I, but I did think it was important because this scene lasted forever. Yeah, honestly, though, like my takeaway from this scene has nothing to do with that. Whenever I see stuff like this, like if you've ever watched old episodes of like Little House on the Prairie, it's like if you guys all almost live in the same room, like how like how yeah. quiet are you having sex to have five <laughs> kids? You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are four other people in the room with you right now. And somehow you also had another baby. It's just like that just seems so, so weird to me. But, you know, I guess everyone's got their needs and you'll make it work. But Dude. that's all I think about when I see this kind of stuff. It's like, how's this, how's this functioning? But you know, How are we doing this? You know, life, I, mean, yeah. I, I will say to your point, um, we, we've broken our streak, our three week hand job streak. So oh, we, we, we did. Lost. Yeah. Damn. Too bad. Oh, dang it. <laughs> man, I'm sure they were giving handies back in the 1600s, man. They had to figure that out. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. Couple more. Caleb spits out the rotten apple. We have an explosion of, of possession, and Caleb dies after his monologue. This is kind of the big breakthrough. This is the big religious moment. Caleb comes back yeah. looking like death. He spits out that, that apple, which is you know very telling of the conversation that he had with his dad of like, we are all born with sin. What is this sin that we were born with? And, and you know um, the story of Adam and Eve and, and biting the apple mm-hmm. and kind of the, the innate sinful nature of man. And then he like clings to God and is like, I, like this is amazing. I see you. All the things... Only thing I thought about during the scene, how impressive is this child act? I was like, this guy's got it locked in. He was he was so good. I don't know if you read the trivia like after watching no. this, but uh, I guess Robert Eggers like doesn't have kids or didn't at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, so he said like he had had a hard time connecting with this kid. I think his name's Harvey something. Um, but he used Ralph Innocent a lot because Ralph Innocent had two young kids. Okay. And so he was able to kind of like give him direction. And I guess part of the thing was he was getting him fired up about football, like the, you know, the, you know, America, yeah. we call it soccer, but like getting him hyped up and like using that as like the training montage, like, all right, you're going to be doing this. You know, it's like this kind of a thing. It was like, cool. Like you knew what this kid needed to get like amped up and it totally worked. Cause I think he was amazing. in this. I like the, the whole cast is pretty solid, but like, you know him, Anya Taylor Joy, yep. 
like they they have to hold a lot of this stuff along with Ralph Anderson. So he he did great. This was a wonderful scene. Possible contender for a for a who won the movie uh, rewatchable style award. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. Boarded up in the barn. I've only got two more. Board boarded up in the barn. Um, the witch comes and and this is where we see Thomason and the twins, um, Jonas and Mercy. They all get boarded up because nobody knows who the witch is. Nobody knows who to believe. And the dad is just like off his fucking rocker, just like yeah. losing his mind, calling Anya Taylor Joy's character all sorts of slander. Her mom is just digging into it. This is when things get go really, really south. And he, he boards them up, and we we see the witch come, and then then we get like a smash cut to the next morning, essentially, yeah. and that kind of like kicks off the final scene. But this. This is crazy because this is like this. The this is a moment where you realize like nobody knows what's going down. Yeah, nobody knows. And also, like once the dad comes out and just sees all the boards are broken, and Thomason is laying kind of half outside Banana. the barn, and the lambs are dead, and there's no one else there. Then it's like, okay, yeah, you must be the devil then, because like, what other explanation is there for this? Yeah, you know, it's right. like, oh, she's in a lose lose situation. There's no way to talk your way out of this. <laughs> so that was, I don't know. Also, like, I mean, the, the cast is small, but those twins were also awesome. Like, they were annoying as hell when they needed to be. They were charming when they needed to be. Uh, and just seeing them, like, huddled with each other in this barn was, like, so kind of heartbreaking to watch. Uh, but they, they were wonderful. And, yeah, the scene was, I mean, just, I don't know. It was so intense, like, watching her with that lamb just, like, kind of, like, going yeah. after it. And then. Like you said, the smash cut to the next morning. It's like, oh shit, like stuff went down for sure. Yeah, that was crazy. And so so then that takes us to our final thing. We get that smash cut, right? And then out of like we we are basically from a POV of of William here, the dad of Ralph mm-hmm. Innocent's character. And he sees and and us us, much like him, we are trying to wrap our minds around like, okay, how did we get here? What must have transpired overnight? Where did the witch go? Where are the twins? How did yeah. how did Thomason escape? How did she get away? Did she make a deal with the devil like is black philip actually lucifer like what the hell went down and we're from his pov and then all of the sudden fucking black philip just out of right field ramming this dude and i was that was the moment where i was like i do not remember this movie being this crazy like i do not remember it being this intense he rams them and i do think it is worth noting that he dies beneath his pile of wood he gets called out by thomason for being like you can only chop wood. That is literally mm-hmm. the only fucking thing that you do for our family. <laughs> yes. Is yeah. chop wood. You're you're a terrible dad. Um, Thomason then gets into a to a fight with her mom and murders her, kills her right then yeah. and there. Um, and then we get Black Philip essentially turning halfway into Lucifer, having a face and having like a hand ish kind of a thing. And he says, mm-hmm. "Wouldst thou like to live deliciously?" Then she strips down. She heads out to the woods naked. She finds the big fire with everybody floating, and that is that's kind of how we end things. Um, yeah, absolutely nonsensical ending to this movie. Yeah, and I mean, I think it works for what the movie is. Like I said earlier, like this wasn't really my thing, but the last twenty minutes is without a doubt like the best part of this. I'd say you know from the whole Caleb situation. Uh, to the end, I think that works really well. But this last little bit is just like pure chaos. Yeah. Uh, now I kept waiting for Black Phillip to like hit the mom when she was on top of okay. Thomason. Like I thought that's like, you know, Black Black Phillip was going to take care of her as well. Um, so yeah, to see Thomason actually take it into her own hands, I think also it worked for the story better. You know that she finally was able to 
stand up against her mom, um, so to speak. So yeah, pure chaos. Uh, it was, it was all just kind of nuts. Um, but for me, my, like my true cinema is, uh, it, it's in all this stuff that we just haven't talked about it specifically, but it's the mom like hallucinating the son and the baby oh coming back. Oh my God. How did life. we not talk about that, bro? Like when she sees them and then like starts like cuddling oh them God. and we're like, Oh my God, like maybe like the witch or whatever brought them back, like as an exchange for the twins. Like, I don't know exactly what's happening here. And then we just cut to this like kind of like medium shot of her sitting in a chair and the crow just like pecking away at her nipple. You know what I mean? It's just oh, like, and she's just sitting God. there smiling, just like in some state of, you know, euphoria. Cause she's just like, she thinks she's seeing something that she's not. And I was like, yeah. whoa, that was such a crazy <laughs> shot. And then the next morning she gets up and exactly. she's like a blood soaked shirt, you know, and it's like, Oh, that really happened. Like that was, that was absurd. Yeah. That was crazy. I do. I do think it is interesting, um, at, at least like the mom's storyline. I think she is possibly the most interesting character to me yeah. because every single time she talks or, or has to deal with a situation, we are on the brink of insanity, right? We are on the brink mm-hmm. of like not knowing what is the difference between reality and, and prayer and de- devout religion. And I think that is a really kind of big theme for this movie is like, yeah. when do you stop? believing in what you believe in order to accept a reality like how how does that all kind of intermix so i I do think that's interesting that's a great part that you bring up um i'm also gonna go i'm I'm gonna go off the beaten path we we both agree that the final 20 minutes is just insane it's it's amazing wild stuff i'm gonna go with the part um in which caleb gets lost in the woods and he finds Mm. the witch quote unquote a version of the witch a, a a modified version of the witch um, we see him kind of like lustfully looking at Thomason and her chest for like multiple times, oh, yeah. which I think is a very interesting subplot that I don't necessarily know is needed. Um, but we but see the mom. The mom calls Thomason out on that at the end, right? Because like yeah, it calls her like the last thing that she says to her. Yeah, it's just like, put, her like slut, filthy yeah. thoughts in your brother's mind. So she's like, what? What did I do? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, crazy stuff. But he 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 finds the witch and she is. And an absurdly attractive Red Riding Hood, essentially, which mm-hmm. and they start kissing, like making out. And like, I just thought that was interesting um, from the storytelling perspective of like, OK, she she lives in the woods. She can take the form of whatever type of, of lustful sin that you yeah. are attracted to or find yourself involved with. Um, and she is inescapable. She is alluring. And, and, and that is something that Caleb goes towards. Um, and that kind of sets off the big chain of events, right? Uh, from that yeah. moment. But if, if Thomason never goes to the woods with him, we never get lost. And and that is where William and Catherine were coming from. Um, so I think that's my moment. Um, cool. yeah, lots of interesting things. Okay. We've got an A1 act for Anya Taylor joy. Then we're going to talk about some listener responses. We're going to do our, our, our knockout horror, a 24 game here. Anya Taylor joy. We've got the witch, obviously we've got split Emma, the new mutants last night in Soho, the Northmen. Peaky Blinders, Amsterdam, and The Queen's Gambit. She's also going to be Princess Peach, I believe, in the new Super Mario Bros. movie. She has Furiosa coming out in the future. Um, she is she is a hot commodity in Hollywood right now. She she's who you want in your movies. And it's great to see her in the Northman as well, another Robert Eggers film. Um and you know what? No, I'm not gonna do it. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna pick the new mutants and be funny, but I'm not gonna do it because that movie's (laughs) abysmal. It's very, very bad. (laughs) Um I haven't seen the Queen's Gambit. I've heard it's very good. Oh, it's yeah. She's fantastic. She's really, really good. Okay. Uh, I've got to look. I've got to go with the Northman. 
I've got to go with the Northman. I I I, I like them. It. I just like that movie too much, and I think she's good. She's very like an astrological driven character who like understands mm. like kind of the fate of things, and it's not set in the 1600s. It's set in like the 1800s, so I can kind of vibe with it a little bit better. <laughs> All right, I could dig that. Uh, I am going to go with Last Night in Soho, uh, which, given her character's name in this movie, is kind of funny because she plays opposite Thomas and McKenzie in that movie, oh, that, yeah. um, okay. and they both are great in that. So, uh, not like not at all my favorite Edgar Wright movie, but she does a really good job in it. So I'm going to go with last night in Soho. I like that. That's a good pick. Uh, okay. Let's read some Instagram comments here. We got a, got a few from a few different people. We asked where this ranked among people's a 24 horror movies. And, yeah. and, and we, we feel differently than most people feel differently. Uh, so the podcast that nobody asked for said Midsommar takes the one spot for me, but the witch is in contention for taking two. Um, that's a, Fucking bold statement. That's I love bold. it. That's bold. I was with you on the first half of that sentence for sure. <laughs> Had me in the <laughs> first half. does take the one spot. But yeah. <laughs> we got uh, I am Star Lord sixty eight says the witch is number one a twenty four horror for me. Full of dread, beautifully shot. Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, dot dot dot. Again, two bold statements in a row. Number I one. It. I mean, like I, I, I respect. Like I really yeah. respect. I think that is incredible that people think it's number one. Um. I mean, yeah. Caleb, you guys. Caleb Jeter's got in the top five mm-hmm. I, and, and, and not quite in your top five, not quite in my top five, but I, I get, I get top five. We got movie pit podcast saying it's in the top three. Um, Austin D Warner saying it's easily in the top five, not just saying it's in the top five, but saying easily in the top five. Um, guest Austin Warner shout out. What's up? man? Yeah. Shout out. Um, uh, excellent, excellent guest. And then we've got Andrew Vela also was, um, on our one year anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I, I'm, I'm taking classes with him right now. He says it is at the top, all all caps. Um, Eggers has redefined what it means to be a horror film. People fucking love this movie, bro. They what is really wrong with do. us? What did we do wrong? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea, but I I genuinely hope people like hit us up after this. I want to hear <laughs> I do where we went wrong on this. I really do. Yeah, I want I want to get some people. I want I want to do a little little rehash. I want I want to talk about this. Um, last thing from a listener. Jordan at Mighty Jor on Twitter said it is better than Midsommar and Hereditary. He then followed up that tweet. He he felt it necessary to to come with some more backup, <laughs> and he said Midsommar is all shock and no substance. How are we feeling about that? I feel like he was trying to fight you, Ben. I feel like he was coming for you. I feel like I was getting bullied online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Jordan. But man, we love you, Jordan. Really great, great, like, great listener of the pod, Jordan. Great. <laughs> It just cut to my core. It's like all shock and no substance. Like I just started going through my everything in my head. It's like, are you kidding me? Like she's with this family trauma. She's got a gaslighting boyfriend. Like she's learning how to become like just all this kind of stuff. Like all shock is like for me, that is like well, that belongs more to hereditary because that's like full mm. of like a lot of shock, a lot of you know, and there I mean there I also like hereditary though. I think there's substance there as well. Um, this to me, this movie was like no shock and no substance. So <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I have to stand up for uh, my queen Florence Pugh and it's somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We don't, we don't, don't take any, any uh, flow slander on this pod. Can't do that. We no way. Do that. Not on this pod. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and, and I think that's, I think I've, I've, I've heard, I've seen the same thing said about uncut gems as well, because uncut gems mm. has such a startling end, right? It, it, it is the definition of shock when it comes to like yeah. the final three minutes. And people are like, 
wow, that's a crazy movie, but it doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It means everything. It is the definition of like, what is wrong with this guy? It is a deep and intellectual character study. Um, All of that to say, I just wanted to segue and say some news came out today. Safdie Brothers, Adam Sandler, teaming up with Netflix. They're making a movie about a guy who is devoted to high-value sports card trading. We I have a it. fucking banger on our hands, Ben. I cannot wait. I I'm cannot so wait. Excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's not A24. We're going to cover it on the pod. I don't even care. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about it. Uh, okay. Knockout game before we do our rankings. Um, the Witch versus, I'm going to give you another A24 horror movie. You got to tell me who wins in the matchup. Okay. This is how okay. we're going to get, this is how we're going to kind of get down to brass tacks and figure out where Oof. we rank most of these A24 horror movies. And this is a short list. Keep in mind, this is not, Every A24 horror movie, this does not include certain uh, things. And, you know, some people might say enemy could be defined as a a psychological horror, things like that. Um, We've kept it rather short. Are you ready to play the game? Are you? you I I think so. I'm ready. Let's throw these flames. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this thing. Okay. So we've got the witch versus lamb. Lamb. Wow. Wow. Listen, you are not messing around this episode. I don't plan on saying the witch (laughs) once this whole list, but let's see what we've got. The witch versus St. Maud. St. Maud. Yeah. Yeah. It's St. Maud. Pretty boring, but it's St. Maud. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. Uh, The witch versus Tusk. Listen, only one of these movies has Justin Long as a walrus, <laughs> so I have to go with that one. I'm sorry. That, and only one of these was directed by Kevin Smith, so it's, it is yeah. the correct answer. Um, the Witch versus X. Uh, whichever one of these movies has Kid Cudi as a porn star, that's the one I'm <laughs> going to choose for sure. Easy choice. Easy choice. Uh, yeah. The Witch versus Pearl. Have you seen? I don't believe you have seen Pearl yet, Ben. No, there's a couple on here that I haven't seen yet, but I can pretty confidently say <laughs> I would rather watch Pearl <laughs> than watch this again. I can back you up and say that Pearl is a far superior movie than The Witch, at least in my eyes, not according okay, to some yeah. of our listeners. And I'm sure people are just getting absolutely enraged listening to this, right? They're just probably yeah. just like flipping desks like succession style. And they're just like, yeah. no, we're not, I'm not having this. <laughs> um, okay, The Witch versus The Lighthouse. We've got an Edgar's matchup here. Uh, Lighthouse. I mean, you're giving me Defoe and Pattinson. Like, yeah. I can't turn that down. No, all day. The Witch versus It Comes at Night. I mean, ask me next week. I think this might be what we're covering. I don't know right now, um, but yeah, these next two I haven't seen, but I'm still just going to go with It Comes at Night. <laughs> go with the Witch versus a Ghost Story. Going to go with a Ghost yeah. Story? Yeah, Ghost Story, sure. Yeah. Easy, easy choice, easy choice. Uh, okay, The Witch versus Green Room. This should be no, uh, no surprise to anybody. I mean, Green Room for sure. Jade, you broke my heart that you didn't absolutely love this movie. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it, but it just, I was like, I really wanted you to love this movie because I would have felt some sort of validation, but green room all day. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough having having the next co-host in line not really vibe with you. <laughs> she's, uh, she's knocking at the door for sure. <laughs> tough go. Okay, The Witch versus Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, for sure. Yeah, now, I loved I, it. I feel like that's a controversial take, honestly. And and I, I support you. I do think yeah. I like Bodies better. I just like it, it, I try to determine this by like, if someone... If, if I had no plans tonight, right? And if someone yeah. came over and they were like, yo, I got a Blu-ray of Bodies, I got a Blu-ray of The Witch, which one are we watching? I was like, mm-hmm. yo, which one's got Pete Davidson in it? That's the one yep. we're watching. Exactly. And which one's got Rachel Sennett in it? That's the one we're watching. Yeah, um, she's a podcaster. It's really hard to do, you guys. We have, we have to Google <laughs> Doc, so Google hard. Calendar. Come on. I have to get the calendar. I have to get the <laughs> guests on. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch up the, the order here. The Witch versus Climax. I don't know. I thought you were going to say this one for the end because I was going to say this might be the one <laughs> oh, really? where I would choose the witch 
Only okay. because the climax it is it is so much like it is it's fucked such up. an uncomfortable feeling for like an hour and a half. Like hereditary makes me really uncomfortable, but climax was just like what is happening for an hour and a half straight. It is so and the fact that it's all like a one and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's just like Ooh, I'm I might just throw on the witch just so I could like be on my phone, you know. Like I don't know if I could do that with climax. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I cannot in good conscience pick climax. I just the the the, the very specific scene of like the mother finding her child d- electrocuted in like yeah, the the, yeah. the electricity closet. It's just, it's just it's too much for me. It's just too, too you much. know, and like that's how I feel about mother as well. Like I respect the hell out of that movie. I've t- I feel like I've talked about it here on the pod before, mm-hmm. but like. That moment when there is a baby involved in certain scenes, I just check out. I just, I will not ever revisit. It's just too much for me. Um, okay. The Witch versus Midsommar. We know how this will end. Yeah. Yeah. The Witch it's versus Hereditary. Oh, again, like this is like teetering on climax stuff, you know, but I mean, uh-huh. one of these movies has Tony Collette, so yeah. I would definitely go with this for sure. And The Witch versus Men. This was this was actually really interesting. I think I honestly would rather revisit Men than Witch. Like I think I want to see it again. Rory Kinnear is awesome in it. Um, He's hilarious. I, just, I want to see. I, I would like to take it for another spin. Like I, I kind of feel like I'm done with this movie. Um, so yeah, it's the ultimate yin and yang because Men is I I think it is quite solid up until about the last twenty minutes, and it loses its yeah. its its bearing. The Witch is not super solid up until the last 20 minutes. And then it's a banger. So you've kind of got these juxtapositioned kind of like in different, you know, ideas of one another. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. That might be like a, like it an really on the is. day decision. That might be like a game, game time decision there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Let's do our A24 ranking. Got the A, B, C, D, and F24. I am so curious where you are going to put this. We've only had this ranking system for a few weeks now. And we've been yeah. pretty pretty moderate with it. I feel like we've we've been you know sticking to our guns and just testing out the waters. But I yeah. feel like you're you're in a rare mood here. <laughs> I mean, I am. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This has not been handed out by either of us yet, and I don't think it will be handed this you know very often. But this is this is an F twenty four for me, man. Wow, like, I this is madness. Like, I don't know, man. Like I, there are <laughs> redeeming qualities. Like it, maybe it's a D minus. Like again, Ani Taylor Joy, <laughs> Ralph Innocent. Also, it might be like Ray Innocent, like Ray Fiennes. I don't know, but oh, sure. he's been Ralph the whole time. But <laughs> like they give good performances. I just didn't care what they were doing. If that makes sense, you know yeah, what I mean. Totally. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you guys are doing a good job. I just don't give a shit. So <laughs> for me, this is yeah, it's a it's a F twenty four. I'm sorry to everyone. Wow. Please. Please still listen and, you know, subscribe and all that kind of stuff. If you want Jade to come on and take over the spot, Dude. I totally get it. But for me, this is where it falls. I got to be honest with myself. You are not setting this pod up for success. This is our first episode on YouTube. People are going to find this us and they're going to be like, last. who the fuck is this co-host giving an F to the witch? Get him out of here. They're going to never, never watch this again. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. That's brutal. Okay. I respect I that. I No, I, res- I respect that. You know, stick to your guns. I'm. I I like that. Um, I am. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. A, I don't know. I'm gonna go with a. I don't know. I'm gonna go. Okay, I got. It, I got. It, I got. It. I'm locked in. I'm gonna go with a D plus twenty four. Okay. I feel right. like. I feel like it could be teetering on a C minus for me, but again, like when you look at the big picture and you say like, "Hey, 
How interested and enthralled would I be to watch this again? I do not find myself seeking this movie out again. I feel like yeah, you definitely get different things each time you watch it now that I've seen it twice, but I still feel like it is, it is pretty self-encompassing. It is very lofty in its storytelling. It is very like deep and and a lot to think about when it comes to religion and reality and, and all of these things. Um, I do think there's some, some good performances, like you mentioned, but like I just it's it's just a little bit too um kind of you know like non-tangible for me like i i just i just yeah. wish something would have been a little bit more intense or a little bit more grounded or a little bit you know more pointed of like who is the witch and like the witch does bad things like and i know that wasn't the point of the movie but that's where we're at that's how i feel yeah i mean yeah i think that's a lot of it too or it's just like i thought maybe either give us more black Phillip or give us more of the yeah, witch or yeah. something, but everything was just like spread out too thin that I didn't really care about any of it until the very last, you know, like when he becomes his human form or whatever, I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. I think I would have been like, you, you would have, you know, really gotten piqued my interest as this had happened, like maybe halfway through the movie and yeah. not in the last five minutes. Cause now I'm just like, all right, cool. But it's like, done you know it's like i don't know everyone's yep. dead it's just like all right whatever so i i don't know um maybe someday we will uh start a patreon and you guys can pay for me to watch, watch this again genius <laughs> idea we will like, say, yeah we gotta we'll get you to like rewatch a, the witch we gotta do like a live rewatch a, with ben a punishment watch yeah but yeah a punishment watch <laughs> i love that what if it, this is my last question to you in in yeah. hopes of salvation in hopes of trying to to write this movie for you. <laughs> if this were, and, and you say it stretched a little too thin, and I agree with you there. I think if we were focused on Thomason more, I think it would have mm-hmm. been a little bit better. I think we tried to engage with every single person's core conscience, and it might be a little bit much to handle in 90 minutes, 92 minutes. If yeah. this were a 10-part miniseries on HBO Max, would this play any better? Or would it be worse, maybe? We're spending too much time doing these I mean, you know what? Make it like a six part and give me one episode on each member of the family. Give me dad, mom, you know, Thomason, Caleb, the twins, and then like a final episode that like really brings it all together. Like give me their viewpoints. Like, because I think you, it's a really good point. Like everyone is just spread too thin. Like all of a sudden the twins can talk to black Caleb. It's like, well, what, like what happened there? Like, I want to know what happened because obviously this, at least the sister can communicate. It's like, how did this happen? Why can, why is no one else? So give me that backstory. This is, it's very rare that I want like more of something, but this might be the instance where it's like, yeah, maybe if we dug in deeper on everyone, then I'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. I like this, you know, like, and I, I think you could almost tell it in that order, but yeah, I think, yeah, give me a six yeah. part where one on each family member, and then let's wrap it up at the end. I think it's genius. HBO Max, you heard the man. Make it happen. Yeah, Robert Eggers, if you're on break <laughs> from editing Nosferatu, again, <laughs> like, I appreciate you. I respect you. Like, this is no reflection on you as a person. This just didn't work for me. But, you know, please, come on the pod. Tell me while I'm wrong. Please, let's do this. Let's do <laughs> I, it. I want to I get that on the pod. I want to hear that <laughs> argument for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, give me the six-parter. I, I would love to, honestly, I, I said it earlier, and I really mean it. I would love to hear back from people about yeah why I'm up in the night on this, why this is like almost offensive, but <laughs> to give it an F24, but I just got to be true to myself, but you can let me know all of your thoughts. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at 24 minutes of a 24. I am Ben Lawhorn. And I am Ethan Simi. Spring break forever, bitches. 